Um, praise the Lord. What I'd like you to do, um, there's a little calendar, 2023 calendar, in front of you. And what the Lord told me to do this year is to have a Pathway to Freedom series, okay? This is part one of the series today. Part two will be on Saturday, July 22nd, and part three will be on Saturday, November 4th. It's on here. Now, the other six days are Freedom Friday talks. And what we're, we're wanting to do and what the goal is this year, there's a lot of things in our lives that we've been trying to overcome for a long time. And we've been trying to overcome them by ourselves, really. But with this setting, with the Friday night talks, we're going to be able to get to talk to one another and, um, you know, get all of us to support each other in this working through um, how we want the freedom in Christ to come in our life. There's so many things that uh, come against us. All of us have different things that we're believing for, um, but we need, we're sisters in Christ. We need to help one another do it. Is that true? We're tired of doing it on our own, right? So that's what this year is all about here at New Heart Foursquare Church. With you guys and with me, with all of us, we can invite women to come. This is, this is going to be a good way for you to invite your friends to come. Just, and on Friday nights when we come to talk, we're going to talk about, oh, well, I've been trying to do this and I haven't been able to do it yet. Pray for me. You know, let's, let's chat about it. And um, we'll be there for one another to listen to one another. Now, I promise... I will not allow people to take over the conversation. I'm just telling you that. I know how to run a meeting, okay? So <laughs> there's a time limit on when people speak. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying there, we're going to have order in that area. But the other thing that's going to be fun is we're going to bring snacks and stuff and maybe food, whatever you guys want to bring. And then after, we're going to have some time of fellowship and fun and eating or maybe we might decide to go out to eat somewhere after on a Friday night. We can do anything we want because Fridays are like, you know, they're the best night of the week, right? Especially for people who work. <laughs> but anyway, that's, I just wanted to cover our Freedom Series and what it's going to be about this year. We've never done anything like this before. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun and also our lives are going to change. And that's the most important thing to me is that our lives here in New, Far New Heart Foursquare Church, all of you women, our lives all change. We get more mature. We become stronger Christians. We're getting more people saved. Um, we're good examples to our husbands. We're good examples to our children. We're peacemakers. I mean, I can go on and on. But these are the things that um, we're going to grow in, and um, the Lord is pleased with us because of what we're doing. So we're going to start the talk today on our pathway to freedom. It's in Christ. We can't have freedom, you know, without Christ. So um, it is in Christ. Um, this is something we all desire, and it is available to us. If we choose to walk in it, it's something, it's your choice. 
This is available to us every day. But somehow we, and I include myself, and, and let me say, I'm not better than anybody here. I work through challenges. I have bad attitudes that I have to stop. My husband reminds me all the time. No. <laughs> we remind each other, right? <laughs> no, but I have to say, thank you. What I have to say is, in, and he can, I think, attest to this. He's here. Um, my life has changed, you know, over the last, I would say, 10 years uh, to be more, uh, um, to have that peace and that joy that only God can give in our home. And um, it's been a joy to be with him all these years. Uh, he's a wonderful man. Um, I can't think of anyone for me that could have put up with me, you know. <laughs> he's a wonderful guy. And um, look at him. He's here supporting us. I mean, So the Bible definition is, the Bible de definition of freedom is to set at liberty from sin, bondage, and condemnation. Liberty is freedom from sin, bondage, or captivity, and condemnation. That's what Jesus set us free from. And this is something we have to work at because we have to realize it in our minds and in our hearts. It's not just something we know. We know that we got saved, for those of you who have accepted Christ into your heart. For those of you who haven't, you will have an opportunity today to do that. And that's so important for your life. In John 8, 31, 32, it says, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You know, that man back there talks about the word every week. He loves the word. And he tells you this is what's going to change your life. And that's what Jesus said right here. If you continue in my word, not if you listen to it once in a while, then you are truly my disciples of mine. God calls you a disciple, not just because you got saved or you asked him into your heart, but because, not just because you got saved, but you asked him in your heart, but because you continue in his word. That's what makes you a disciple. Because that's the only way you're going to become a strong disciple. You will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Who wants to be free? Who wants to be free from those problems and those mind things and all the things and the whatever comes against us, how, you know, the enemy tries to get us upset and all those kinds of things. Um, so let's talk about it. We're going to talk about sin first. You're like, sin, oh, that's boring. No, it's not. <laughs> sin, we already did that. We accepted the Lord. But let me tell you that sin is an important thing, okay? 
Um, it says, our old man was crucified with Christ, that we should recognize ourselves to be dead indeed to sin. Romans 6.6, 6, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. When we were our old man, before we accepted the Lord, what were we living in? Sin. When we became a new man, we accepted the Lord. What happened to us? We're new creations now. We should not be sinning. Now, the Bible says, if you sin, confess your faults to the Lord and he will forgive you. But that's not like an every minute thing. Okay, well, I sinned. I'm going to go to God. And, you know, that's not what it's about. It's there for you because he's there for you. But God wants you to be free from sin. He wants you to live in it. Because we have been set free from sin, we should have fruit unto holiness. Say holiness. Holiness. Okay, a lot of people don't like that word. <laughs> like holiness, that's, you know, the holiness church or whatever. But no, holiness. What did God say about holiness? I am holy. No, he said, be holy, for I am holy. That's God's nature. And that's what he wants us to be, like him. He doesn't want us to be like the world. He doesn't want us to be like TV. No, he wants us to be like him. He is pure. That word holy means pure. And so what I do, like with TV, if something's not pure, I don't watch it. You measure it against the word. A lot of people, I know, watch movies that have unpure things in it. But that's your decision. I make my decision on the word. Everything I do is based on the word. I'm not saying I ever make mistakes. I do. I make a lot of mistakes. But every decision I make, I try to do it according to the word. And that's what I'm getting you guys to understand. So we should walk in that holiness to be free from sin. We have the power to do it. I know a lot of people think, well, hi, I can't overcome this. I can't overcome that. I, like me, can I tell you, I'm addicted to food. I'm addicted to food. You can ask my husband. But I started a program, and I'm not going to go into it, and I have lost three pounds, so I'm happy about that. <laughs> and Patricia, how many pounds have you lost? Eight. She's lost eight pounds. She's my buddy. We're going together because we need to... Like I said, we need someone to help us. She helped me with that. But anyway, um, so I guess what I'm saying, I know I'm addicted to food. My husband said to me the other day, and this is embarrassing, why did you let your body go? But it's okay because before I would have cried when he said that to me. But now... I don't care. He's right. I should have, you know, 
That's just me. I'm not trying to make any. <laughs> I'm trying not trying to make anybody guilty. <laughs> Woo! Um, I'm not trying to make anybody feel guilty. I'm just saying, for me, he's right. You know, and of course I tell him things too that <laughs> it just doesn't go one way. But anyway, um, so holiness. Say holiness again. What are we supposed to strive for? Why? Because God is holy. Amen. So in Hebrews twelve fourteen, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Okay, we're not going to see the Lord unless we're walking in holiness. Isn't that what it says? If we're following peace and holiness with all men, we will see the Lord. I mean, these are scriptures. That's why the scriptures are so beautiful, because they have so much meaning in them. And when you really look at them and meditate on them instead of just reading them, they bring light to you, and they bring change to you, and they conform you to the image of God. So the Bible defines holy as something or someone that is separated, sanctified, and dedicated to serve and fulfill the will of God. This means that the eternal God considers us as sacred, blameless, and pure for his use. Okay, you don't have to be a minister or in clergy. This is for everyone. This is a call for everyone. You guys are ministers to people. Whether you're working in the church or not, you're ministers to people, and um, that's why this is so important. That's why God, he calls you these things because he believes in you. He believes that you can do it, that you can walk in holiness, that you can make a decision to, to please him in everything you do. Right, in Jesus' name, amen. I agree with that. So there was an account of an adulterous woman. Do you remember that? John 8, 311. So when the woman's accusers brought him to Jesus, they expected him to pronounce judgment on them. And he said, what did he say? Anyone here without sin should throw the first stone. Okay, so he's saying, if you don't have sin, go ahead and stone her. I mean, if because the law said, the law of Moses said, if you got caught in adultery, stoned to death. Okay? That was the law. And so then Jesus said, well, if none of you have it, okay, do it. But none of them did it. They all left one by one. Were they following the law of God? No. They were sinning. But he told her, neither do I Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. That's what God says to people when they accept him. Go and sin no more. He forgives you for all of whatever you've been doing. 
when you accepted the Lord. And he forgives you still, even though you're a Christian, even when you make a mistake. So go, say that, go, and sin no more. Those words should be in your heart. I don't want to sin anymore because Jesus has forgiven me for everything, and I want to serve him. So he saves us, and he expects us to be responsible to follow his commands in the Bible. Every sin we do separates us from God. Did you know that? Every sin that we do separates us from God. You know, when young people leave high school, like I did, <laughs> they go out and they call it sowing their oats or whatever they try to do. Um, but they forget. That brings a hard life. And when I think back about those times when I wasn't living for the Lord, I wish I never would have done that. But thank God... God forgave me, and there's, there no, there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh, okay? So he forgives us for that, but, you know, ministries are always trying to figure out ways to keep the kids that get out of high school back into church, you know, and it's not easy because they go out to, away to college and all that kind of stuff. Um, so anyway, one thing I could say to you, nothing should ever stand between you and your intimacy with Christ and your work for Christ. So don't ever let anybody stand in between you and God on that. We had a friend that used to tell us, uh, you're in the ministry. You, you, you need to go out and have fun and do this and do that. And blah, blah, blah. They were trying to, she was trying to take us away from the ministry, and we finally told her, look, we're called to God. We have to do what he says. And that's what we have to be responsible for. We have to say, I serve the Lord. I'm not going to serve you or try to change anything. I'm going to do what I can. One thing I want to say real quick is that's the general will of God for us, to walk in holiness, to serve him, yada, yada, yada. There's also a, um, you know, um, your own private will of God, like he will direct you. God will direct you. Like he directed me to him, and then we, you know, we started the ministry, and it's blossomed since. That was the will for me. But if you don't know what your will is, you have to spend time with God. He, nobody else can tell you. Like you can't go to someone and say, what do you think God wants me to do? They don't know. Only he knows. So that's where you really have to spend a lot of time with God and learn, what does God want me to do? Am I doing what he wants me to do? You know, and, and, and I just wanted to mention that. Okay, so the second thing, we're going to move on from sin. You can clap now. <laughs> Goodbye, sin. <laughs> but we're not going to do you anymore. You're gone out of our life. Um, okay, so the second um, liberty that we are set at liberty from is bondage or captivity. Now, bondage and captivity um, is, it could be sin, but it's more um, 
where we have something in our life and we're bound by it. We're captive to it. Um, does anybody have any thoughts about some of the things people might be in bondage from? Speak out loud. Unforgiveness. Good. Some people are in bondage to that. They don't know how to forgive people. Okay. Or there's someone that hurt them and they can't let it go. Okay. Yes. Yes, yeah. She said mourning. A lot of times some people can go through mourning and it's healthy. Other people can't. They go through mourning, and it's um, grief, and it gets deeper and deeper. Yes, Rosie. Fear or worry, right. Yes, Ruth. Huh? Pride, very good. Aggression, yes. Oh, grudges, grudges. Yes, grudges. <laughs> Aggression and grudges, right? <laughs> Anger, correct. Yeah, these are all bondages, captivities. Um, some people just can't stop um, being an angry. Lying is another one. I know somebody that lies about a lot. And she lies so much, it's nobody here. Just so you know, it's nobody here. But she lies so much that she forgets that she lies, and then she gets caught in her lies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a bondage too. So in Galatians 5.1, Galatians 5.1, it says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. So Christ gave us liberty. We're not supposed to go back again and be entangled in those things. You know, like people are in drugs, they get saved, they go away for quite a while, and then they go back. That's being entangled again. Maybe you lied all the time. You got saved, and then you started lying again. Um, excuse me. I have to drink some water. So we are accepted by Christ, but some have bondage. An area that really I think that I wanted to talk about is people-pleasing. People-pleasing, it is a bondage because uh, some people just want to please people all the time. In other words, they base their... Um, decisions on pleasing people, pleasing man. Not being God-pleasers, but man-pleasers. Okay? So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Not everyone, um, not everyone is going to love you, and not everyone is going to like you. Not everyone is going to think well of you. Some people even think the worst of you, no matter what you say or good, do. 
and no matter what you say to that person, and I think we've all, who's run into someone like that that you just know they don't like you or that they, I think so. I think, I mean, I've ran into some people in my life like that. Um, and no matter how much you try to sway them, it gets worse, okay? And the reason I'm bringing it up is because we want to be God-pleasers uh, in whatever we're doing. We don't want to have to please people. And I'm going to bring this up because I used to be a people pleaser, okay? And I think women sometimes, and I'm not putting everybody in this big category, I'm just saying we tend, because we're servants, we tend to be people pleasers a little bit, and some of us tend to be more. Um, but there was a woman in a high position at a ministry I used to work at, my husband and I, and sometimes she was nice to me and sometimes she wasn't. I mean, uh, she would be really nice to me and talk to me, friendly, and then the next time I would see her, she would never talk to me. I was like, does this lady like me? But she would ask me to go to conferences with her, and I would go with her, and she would pay for me, and it was nice. You know, I mean, those things were nice, but still... Then we would go back to church. She wouldn't talk to me. It's like, for some reason, I liked her and I wanted to be her friend. But she didn't want to be my friend. And that's happened to me before, where I really want to be someone's friend. They don't want to be my friend. What are you supposed to do? <laughs> you can't make it happen. You know what I'm saying? And so... Um, you know, I realized after that that we just have to accept people for who they are. We are not going to click with everybody, but everybody will click with someone. You know what I'm saying? Like, Hilda, you're going to have friends that you meet, and maybe I might not click with them as well as you do. You know, but God wants us to understand that, that we're just pleasing him, and whether people like us or not, he's the one we need to please, and he's the one we need to turn to, and the rest will work it out itself beautifully. Okay, so I scratched all this stuff out, that's good. Because my husband was like, your message is too long. <laughs> okay, so in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, we are told to relax and go to God for relief and strength. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, which... And Excuse me, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. So we can get anxious about people. We can, if people are around us, I know like our old pastor from 25 years ago, I would, he liked us a lot. You know, he would, he put, he let, he taught my husband to preach the whole thing. But when I was around him, I didn't know what to say. Because <laughs> he was always, like, spooky. <laughs> you know, he was always like, 
the Holy Spirit, which is good because we want to hear the Holy Spirit. But then there's a time, you know, let's just be bros or let's just be friends, you know. So anyway, um, we don't have to be anxious around our people. We can learn to be ourselves. Who wants to be themselves more? That's it. That's one of my biggest prayers is to be myself around people. And I'm learning how to do that. I'm learning how to do that. And I want, I want to encourage all you to be who you are. Be who you are as long as you love people. You be yourself, but you love people at the same time. Don't be your mean self. Be your good self. Right? Be your good self, not your mean self. <laughs> right. So then um, worrying about what others think is wasteful, and when it's to a point where our joy is being choked, then we need to become more proactive and non-reactive. It's simply not worth it for your health or hindering your walk with God. So don't worry about people, especially if they say something bad to you. We have to learn, too, to be honest. If somebody, if somebody says something bad to us, I can say, hey, Cecilia, I really love you, sis. But the thing you said yesterday, that kind of hurt me. Sorry. <laughs> you know, we shouldn't be afraid to go to people in love. You know, if you, I'm telling you, if you go to people in love, they're going to respond. But if you, you have to wait till you're in love, because if you're, if you're mad when you go, then they're going to be like, what? <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's really important for us. That's being yourself. That's be, being able to talk to people when you're not feeling good. You know, so our days should be spent pleasing God. Um, in John 14, 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Don't be afraid of people. Don't be afraid of man. God is with you. There's a way to go through anything with Jesus. He can show you what to do. Okay, and then I'm going to go quickly by opinions, and then we're going to move on into condemnation. Okay, what's the time? Ooh, boy. Okay, that's not good. <laughs> Why does it always go by so fast when you're teaching? Okay, let's talk about, um, wait, let me say this first. Our day should be spent to please God, bring him joy, and reflect the one who created us for his ultimate glory. When we turn our thoughts and actions from pleasing others to pleasing Christ, only then will we find contentment, peace, and freedom. Okay? And now let's talk about our opinions. Our opinions come in many shapes and form, and they can be conflicting and confusing. If the opinions are not based on something, like something verified, tried, and true... People have opinions on everything from politics to history 
to art. Don't we all know that? Just look at the internet. I mean, there's so many opinions on so many things. But when it comes to our ethics, our morals, and our Christian character, we as Christians need to make sure of all of our opinions are based on the Word of God. The wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, reasonable, full of mercy, and of good fruits, unwavering, without hypocrisy. James 3.17. Many people have come to the conclusion that we as people have the right to do what we want and do anything we want as long as it's acceptable with society. However, society can send you to hell at the end of your life or even before your life's supposed to end. If you're not intelligent enough to know that the Bible teaches the morals and instructions of God, and that's what we Christians are supposed to live by. For example, when I was growing up, it was not acceptable to live with someone before you got married. Is that true? Well, God never changed. But society changed. So a lot of people followed society because what they were saying was it's, it's good to live together before marriage. This is what society was saying. It's good to live together before marriage to learn how you would navigate a life together without the internal and external pressure that comes with marriage. It's a way of canceling the commitment if needed. For many, marriage is, uh, for many, marriage signifies a commitment that cannot be easily undone. Okay, so, but God says, like I said, sin separates from God. There's a lot of people out there, there and believe me, if, if God loves you, if anybody's in that right now, I'm not trying to bring it to judge anyone. This is just an example that the Lord gave me, but it's a good example. Most churches don't talk about this because they don't want to lose members. But I feel responsible to talk about the Word of God, and I feel responsible to tell everyone the truth, okay? And this is what God told me to do today. So, um, however, even though society says it's okay, it doesn't address the fact that living together before marriage is a sin against God. In 1 Corinthians 7, 2, Nevertheless, because of sexual immorality, let each man have his own wife and let each woman have her own husband. And there's many other scriptures, I'm not going to go through all of them, that talk about marriage. So like I said, if you're in a relationship like this, it's no problem. Jesus is there. But the important thing is he wants you to be free from sin. He doesn't want you to be separated from him. He wants you to be living close to him. So if you need to do that and you need help, 
you can pack, talk to Pastor Chuck in private or me. That's not something you would, you know, want to bring in front of people. But, you know, if you already started the process, praise the Lord. God is happy. God is happy because we know some people come to the church and they're living together and then they realize and then they make plans to get married, you know, and then they, they take care of it. And that's the important thing. You want to please God more than you want to please yourself or your, your uh, special, what do they call it when you have a, a what? Significant other. <laughs> Significant other partner. Okay. I like that. But anyway, um, I'm just going to pray right now fast. Lord, if there's anybody here today that's in that situation, Lord, I just pray that um, they would, they would uh, just give their hearts to you and that they would ask you for help and to make a decision on that. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, the third thing, the final thing that we're um, being set at liberty from is condemnation. Romans 8.1, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Now, what does that mean, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit? Who knows the answer to that? Sylvia, stand up. Perfect. Very good. Don't walk in the flesh. In other words, your flesh wants to, I don't know, go do something. Go, go be a party animal. <laughs> Have some chocolate cake. Whatever. But, um, but those who walk according to the Spirit. And what that means is the Holy Spirit's in you, and he will talk to you, and he will tell you, and you will see the Word, and the Word will tell you, that's wrong. So you don't want to do that. So we're going to talk a little bit about, and then we're winding down, um, freedom from our past. A lot of people uh, have past problems that they're condemned about. That's why we're talking about condemnation, because, you know, we've done things in our lives. I don't know if you have, but when I left high school, I, went, I was in church all the time when I was growing up and in high school and everything. And then when I left high school, I went out and just enjoyed myself, you know. I'm not proud of it, but it happened. I can't look back and say, oh, but thank God God saved me, and thank God I'm walking in the Lord now for the last 40 years. I could have done something and killed myself. Who knows? When I, worked, when I lived in Texas, <laughs> I had a girlfriend, and we used to, because in Texas, you could drink in the car. I don't know how it is now, but you could drink beer in the car, and so we would go. <laughs> no good. Don't do that. <laughs> um, but I just wanted to give you a little idea of, you know, my life. <laughs> I was, you know, I worked for the airlines back then, and it was just like, 
you would go out on layovers and you would have fun. You know, that's just how it was. But then I realized that I shouldn't be in that job. And then after I realized I shouldn't be in that job, then I met him. That's why I'm saying God didn't give me him until I got my life right. And he really won't give you the right person until you get your life right, you know, because uh, he, he was a man of God. He loved the Lord. He still does. Um, so anything, we've all done things in our past that we want to forget. Those thoughts keep coming back to us. Do you ever know you hear something and then you're like, you're thinking back about that sin or that mistake you made? And then I'm like, in the name of Jesus, I am free from these thoughts, you know? But um, the Lord helps you. You know, he helps us forget about them. And that's the key thing. We can't let our past, we can't keep talking about our past, hanging on to our past, hanging on to things that happened, that things that people said to us. We can't keep hanging on to that. Because if we do, it just stays with us, and we don't get free from it. Can you come up here for a minute? <laughs> I'm probably going to cry. <laughs> Patricia and I, we got into an argument. What was it, two years ago? And, oh, <laughs> I guess I'm on camera. I don't know. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. Um, but anyway, two years ago, we got in an argument, and we couldn't make up. We tried, right? Yeah, that pride, that pride got to us. I, I'm a very sensitive person, so I took it really hard. I mean, yeah. God kind of took me down a road after that that I was, I was hoping I was going to come out of, and I didn't know, I didn't. It was hard. Yeah. I love her, and I wanted her to know how much I loved her, even though I made a mistake. And um, it took us what two years, two years. to make up. And I'm just saying that. I hope you don't mind I'm telling them. Because it's so important that we listen to the Lord. And I prayed every day for two years. I'm not kidding. I'm sure she did, too. So did I. I did, too. I Honestly, I prayed, but I had so much resentment, so much hurt. I did not know how to get out of it. It was so hard. And... You know, I would pray, I would talk to people, but there was still, it was like, it was a bondage. Is That's what it was. It was a strong bondage, and it would not leave me, and it would not leave me. And then um, a year ago, my brother, he passed away. And before he passed away, I was mad at him. I was mad at him because I told him about what happened here. And then he goes, Pat? I really believe the Lord wants you to go back. And I was like, how could you say that? Don't you understand what they did? Go back to the church. Yes, go back to the church. And I go, 
I go, no, how could you say that? I was so mad and offended by him, I stopped talking to him. And, you know, we don't know where God's going to take us, but you know God has a plan for us because let me tell you something. My brother died, and I didn't get to tell him I was sorry, but I, I think he understood where I was at with my walk because he was the person I went to when things happened because he was a Christian before me, and he actually prayed his, you know, prayed me into the church. And, you know, he really helped me to realize about forgiveness, you know, and I knew I forgave Pastor Chuck and Marianne and, you know, the whole situation. And it wasn't about, it wasn't nothing bad. It was just something that, you know, I took very sensitive. And so, but it took me a long time and it took the death of my brother to help me realize that I had a problem. And my problem was that I was holding on to resentment when I got mad or offended. And God brought that to me when my brother died. And because he wasn't the only one. When my little sister died, same thing. You know, I, I didn't realize that, you know, then, because I wasn't even a Christian then. But when my brother died, I was like, God, you got to be the bridge of love between me and Pastor Chuck and Marianne. And Pastor Chuck was always just like, girls, you got to get it together. <laughs> He really was. It wasn't really him. It was us. It was just us. <laughs> told Marianne the same thing. You got to get it together. You guys got to go make up because that's the way he is, you know. But it was us. It, it was me. It was, it was something that I had to learn. And exactly what you're talking about today, it really hit my heart today because of the fact that we don't really, you know, we search our hearts. We say we're Christians. We're this, we're that. But there's deeper stuff inside of us that we need to work out, and that was one of them. And I'm so glad, Marianne, that me, me and you, we worked this out. I mean, I knew this was going to happen. God showed me this. I, I, that's why what she said, call me. God showed me this. Amen. Amen. Thank you. But her and I, we've gotten to be better friends since then. Um, we're going to class together to lose our weight. <laughs> And um, we just have a better respect for one another, right? We do. Yeah. So praise the Lord on that. And that's what I wanted to mention. Uh, you know, if you're in a situation, it, it is your past right now where you're in a situation like that with someone, God's going to work it out. Sometimes it takes a while. God is going to work it out because you don't, you don't want to have uh, bitterness inside you. You know, Jesus said, if you don't forgive, I can't forgive you. If you can't forgive, yes. 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 Yeah, if you couldn't hear, she was saying, you know, if, if you have someone that you need to talk to, it's very important that you talk to that person as soon as you can. You know, if you're upset with someone, fear will come in and say, oh, you better not do that. But no, no, don't let fear stop you. We have to be in agreement and in love with every, all of us sisters here in Christ, you know. That's so important for us to do that. Um, I know it's getting late, and um, 
I hope you enjoyed the message today. Our next Freedom Friday talk, our first Freedom Friday talk will be April 21st from 7 to 8. It will be here at the church. I'm hoping some of you ladies will come and we can talk about, you know, our things we're trying to overcome, things we're, you know, things like that, whatever it is. It doesn't matter whatever it is, okay? If it's something private, like I said, you can talk to Pastor Chuck and I. There's certain things you don't want to talk in front of other people about, Okay. So anyway, John 8.36 says, so if the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. Let's say that together. So if the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. Praise the Lord. So the pathway for us to find and experience the joy that comes from being free is what our life is about, and the Lord wants us to find it through the Holy Spirit inside us and the Word of God. We have to remember the power of the Holy Spirit's in us. When we speak to something, when we speak to our body and we say, body, be healed in the name of Jesus, it has to be healed. Maybe not, maybe it will get healed that second like Veronica, <laughs> or <laughs> it'll take time for us to continue to say the word of God over our body. So um, what we want to do now, Cecilia, Cecilia, come on up. Um, I'm going to release everyone.